Hey, hello everybody. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave coming to you for our Tuesday edition of MagnaWave Office Hours, where we join together and answer your questions, whether they're about PMF devices, training, regulations, uh, whatever it may be, we want to answer your questions so you fully understand uh, the PMF product, the modality, and, and what's going on. So if you'd like to ask a question, simply put it in the, in the chat box uh, on YouTube, uh, any of the places we're on, the MagnaWave uh, webpage, Facebook, just type it into the uh, chat box and I'll receive it here and I'll be able to uh, answer your questions. If you'd like to talk with me, simply send a text with your question to 502, let me pull that up here, 502-414-3436, 502-414-3436, and I will be able to uh, give you a call back and we can have a discussion about whatever it is that you'd like to to talk about. That's always a lot of fun, and we get deeper into the various uh, conversations that uh, we're having. Uh, Terry's with us today. Hazel Reed's with us on CastBox. Hello, Hazel. Uh, Idle Hour MagnaWave's with us. Good morning. Hannah's with us this morning. Katie Swisher's here, so we're glad that you're with us, and we certainly appreciate uh, your being here, and we look forward to having a good conversation and moving forward. I do always have some questions that are asked uh, throughout the week, and I would like to pull those up. We'll go into some of those uh, questions. Uh, Dee Dee writes, uh, has a client with lichen planus. Anyone have experience or recommendations? Thanks. Well, lichen planus is a common disease that causes inflammation, swelling, uh, and irritation on, the, on your skin or your mouth or inside your mouth. Uh, on your skin, the lichen planus causes a rash that is usually itchy. Inside your mouth, it may cause burning or soreness. The key word there is inflammation. Certainly, you want to get good circulation through the area that, and improved oxygenation through the area, which will help relieve the inflammation. Now, what's causing it may need to be approached uh, medically with some type of, whether it's a topical or a pill, whatever it may be that your doctor would have you, have you use. But the inflammation side of the coin can be dealt with uh, in a pretty good manner with the MagnaWave uh, PEMF types of devices. <clears throat> and what you want to do is simply hold the device up to wherever you're having the rash, put it on a comfortable setting, just like we approach most situations, and treat for 10 or 15 minutes to help the body be in a position to uh, help itself and uh, help reduce the inflammation in the area and help it feel better. We've had success with that with shingles, rashes on animals, and, and that whole type of thing that, that folks do deal with. So always uh, follow the advice of your doctor and uh, what they're doing and make sure you consult with your doctor or veterinarian so they can uh, have a hand in what may very well support what you're trying to accomplish by utilizing uh, the PEMF. Christine's with us, Kim's with us this morning, uh, Doug's with us, uh, Rewarding Waves is with us, Stephanie Leilani's with us again this morning, Kim Richard, and uh, Wendy's with us this morning. So folks, thank you for being here again. If you have a question, just put it into the chat box and uh, we'll be able to answer it. When will the Soul Pro machines be shipped out? I've been waiting for almost seven weeks. We've had a supply issue problem, uh, Hannah, just like a lot of companies are having uh, issues. And uh, to solve that problem, we have capacitors that began to, which is the key component uh, that was missing for our manufacturers. And the capacitors began arriving uh, 
Friday, I believe it was. So we're now in the process, another uh, 100 or so capacitors hopefully will be here tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, and so, and then another 100 uh, following right after that. So the supply chain issue has been the, the biggest problem, the biggest thing we've been dealing with. And we understand a lot of people are having those kind of issues as well. We hate that. And, uh, but there's actually, there's not a lot to, we can do with it. For the longest period of time, we were able to kind of skirt that issue, but it's caught us just like it's caught everybody. You know, all these ships are, are uh, stuck at, in, at sea with bringing uh, parts in. Manufacturers who, manu who build components in the United States still may use some form of their component from overseas. So it comes in and they got to get it. And so even though they make the manufacture here, they may need a component uh, from elsewhere. Plus, uh, stateside manufacturers who have built these things for us in the past, and it's a it's a decision companies make. Ford decided to go more trucks than anything else. Other people are doing other things when they try to deal with the chip problems that the automakers are having. Some manufacturers are saying, I service all these customers, but these 15 customers are my core customers. So the rest of these folks, we're not going to worry about right now. We're going to take care of our primary customers. Well, in the PEMF world, as companies grow and things go on, uh, that's a good thing and, and companies do grow. But in the big picture, um, when you put us on the rung or all the PEMF machines together on the rung compared to some other industries, <clears throat> we're not a big player or we're not an important player. So some of these companies, in fact, do that. They say this is what we're going to work with and how we're going to proceed. So hope that answers your question. Uh, hopefully we'll be caught up in the next uh, week or so, couple of weeks that we'll be able to be getting into that type of situation. Call your product specialist and they, they're certainly on top of that more than I am. Uh, and uh, so I just got a message from Tony about something that StreamYard won't let him do. But at any rate, um, call your product specialist, call customer service and they can keep you up to date on where that situation is. Great question. Sorry for the issue, but we're moving forward as best we can and uh, see that everyone gets what they're looking for. Okay. Let's see here. Um, let's see. Just wanted to find out. Uh, Bonnie asks, uh, my personal three-year-old quarter horse looks like he has chronic founder. After getting rid of my previous shoer, the new shoer was concerned by what he saw and wanted to work with our vet. I jumped on board, and that's when we made the discovery uh, of some issues going on. And she wanted to know how often should I treat and, and what should you do? Well, I would certainly uh, treat as often as possible when you have those types of uh, founder types of situations. And uh, quite often people struggle with what they should do and how long they should do it. But just, I would treat that an animal like that once or twice a day if possible, particularly since it's something that's acute and it's happening, happening now to get the soul to grow, to get the hoof to grow properly. Uh, we, do, we do know that, and we've experienced over the years that PEMF can help the hoof growth by a third to a half in terms of growing new hoof and so forth. So you just want to stay on it and uh, pursue those types of situations in order to help yourself out. Uh, Terry asked the question, any suggestions on treating somewhere with primary lateral sclerosis? Whew, I need to, Terry, let me take a look at that here in a few minutes and I will do that. We got a video we're going to play. I'll take a look at that. Maybe I get you some uh, some answer on that type of situation. A couple of house cleaning things here. As you know, we are having the founder sale, which is going on and uh, ends up this week. 
uh, on the 31st. And it's the, uh, if you order a soul or a soul or a semi 10, uh, you receive a free set of wave wings, uh, large wave wings and free shipping. That's a thousand, twelve hundred dollar value savings for you. So it's a good opportunity if you're going to add a second machine or you want to come on board and do some work. Uh, those machines uh, work very well. And, and that's the deal that we're offering until the 31st. So free wave wings and shipping on the sole or the semi 10 on the founder's uh, sale. So there you have it. We're looking forward to that. As you know, we talked a little bit last week. Um, <clears throat> MagnaWave was selected as one of the 50th, 50 fastest growing privately held companies in Louisville. Uh, a group of, the, of our folks went to, to the uh, celebration last Thursday. Uh, went very well. I don't know if Tony has a, uh, there we go, we got a, a graphic on the uh, Fast 50. That was exciting and very interesting and good company to be in. Uh, here in Louisville. So uh, we're always, uh, it, it's just, it's fun the way things have uh, improved and increased uh, business-wise uh, through this whole pandemic. But now things are kind of catching up with us on the, as I was talking a few moments ago on the on the shortage on the supply chain, but we're uh, working on that all the time as well. So Fast 50, that was fun. Uh, Lane and the crew, um, all of them are doing a great job to uh, keep things going the way they should be and, and give the support that we're looking to provide to you, our customers who we uh, care about uh, greatly. We do have a video that we're going to play. Also, uh, the we use in, in our end of the business, we use what we call CRM software. It's customer relations management software. It helps us control the emails, the messages we get to customers, how we follow up on questions from customers if they're interested in various, various situations. Well, one of the associates, the, the software that we use is called Keep, and uh, we've used it for a number of years, and they were really instrumental when we hooked up with them on giving us some direction on how to market and to grow our business. And, and that's a lot of the stuff that Elaine shares in the business builder classes is information that we've gleaned and learned and how to use the software available to help you in your day-to-day -day affairs, <coughs> excuse me, and um, and what you're working on. So there's an associate uh, who works for Keep and also turns out to be a MagnaWave user. And uh, she saw the article in the magazine and uh, recorded a video and a, and a testimonial and sent it to us and, and sent it to a lot of her followers. And so that was interesting. Tony's going to play it here in a second. And uh, so we can have a look at uh, what she has to say. I don't know if he's ready. Uh, to do that, he told me to give him uh, 10 or 12 minutes, and he's had about that length of time to uh, get that ready. So, uh, Tony, are we ready to do that at this point? Uh, not exactly, Pat. It is not letting me add the video in while we are live. I've got it queued oh, up. No. We, may be able to, we may be able to do like a screen share sort of deal, but I'm not sure if the viewers will get the audio from my computer. So I'm oh, well, it. Okay. And it's not, it's not worth starting, stopping and restarting. So we may have to hold on to it next week. But in the okay. meantime, I'll see what I can do. Okay, that's great. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate it. Anyway, it was a great video, uh, and or the, the, the young lady received her magazine, the Keep uh, magazine, and she started reading it, and all of a sudden she came to this article, and there's a MagnaWave article, and she said, and her husband says, do we want to keep the magazine this month? She said, absolutely, and she turns out she is a, she owns horses, lives on a horse farm, utilizes a MagnaWave in her uh, horse activities, and works for Keep, and uh, so it was just a fun situation that, that came together. <clears throat> Any, uh, oh, I want to do the lateral sclerosis. I was going to look that up while we played the, uh, 
I'll play the video. I uh, get to have a question. Will the semi 10 work well with the wave oasis? Absolutely. The semi 10 will work just fine with the wave oasis. It's, it's strong enough that you can feel it and you can utilize it um, with the device. Some of the other devices are not quite as strong enough to they work and they're putting out the signal, but you don't really feel it because of the that would be the the uh, Spiro or the uh, couple of the other devices, but they do work with the Wave Oasis and it's, it's hooked up with the proper kind of plugs to be able to be utilized. Um, yeah, Maureen says Elaine's business builder class is amazing and it, it certainly is. Let me come back here to some questions that I've been asked. Let me have a look, quick look here at the phone. Um, <clears throat> 502-414-3436. If you'd like to talk to me, send me a text or give me a call and uh, send a text on that number and I will uh, be able to call you right back. And we'll be here as long as I have the uh, questions that you'd like to uh, to discuss. I have a client wondering if her dog would benefit from PEM after, after suffering a cervical in, uh, injury in 2019. She has used the Beamer before and noticed a large change. Would love to hear if anyone had any results with a similar injury. Well, most certainly uh, I've had situations where we treated dogs that were injured months before we were able to be able to treat them for cervical type back injuries. And uh, quite often we have seen wonderful results just by improving the, improving the oxygenation and the blood flow and reducing inflammation uh, into the spine, into the cervical, cervical area of the animal. And I would certainly think that the utilizing the MagnaWave devices, because they have so much more energy that they're delivering than some of the other devices. So if they saw a result with a lower power of other uh, manufactured device, you move into a higher power device like we have, and you might see dramatic changes and dramatic uh, results. Dr. Marty has talked about that. In fact, we experienced that when we first met in Boston, a week after the Boston Marathon bombing, we were in Boston for a conference with the University of Tennessee, and there was a woman there with a world championship agility dachshund that had injured its back and uh, could not walk or run normally, just pretty much drug its rear legs around uh, when it, as it moved. And so she came, and again, it was a world champion just the months before before it sustained its injury. And we sat down, Dr. Marty and I, in the lobby of this hotel where this event was going on in Boston. And I simply placed the dog inside the large loop for about eight minutes <clears throat> to treat its back and so forth. And then I did another uh, small session with the loop on top of the dog, uh, on top of this top line. And uh, we finished that session. The dog got up and walked away. And it, it was amazing to see the dog get up and stroll away normally. All we had to do was reduce some inflammation and which cleared things up and let it have some function back. Now it didn't walk away smoothly, but the animal walked away. The next morning, the lady came back and said, my gosh, the dog used to jump up and down off the bed, but it hasn't done that for months. Jumped on the bed three times that night after we treated it, she brought the dog back, we treated it again and the dog ran off this time, didn't, wasn't, didn't have any issues, kept feeling better. And she continued to uh, treat the animal and uh, with uh, great success. So I would certainly recommend if you have that type of situation that you're gonna, I'm not going to miss anything to uh, pursue treating an animal like that. And I would recommend that you, uh, that you do it. So let's see if I've had any calls over here real quick. Uh, nope, everything's quiet on this side. 
do have a question. How would you answer the question, why is PEMF not FDA approved? Well, the modality, to answer that question for you, the modality itself is, in many cases, FDA approved. Now, the FDA doesn't just say PEMF is approved, so you can go use any PEMF device on any type of indication or any type of situation. The FDA is, is name, design, function specific. And there are, I, I don't know exactly how many there are today because there have been some changes. There are five, as I can think of them, I hope I can remember all five of them on, on my hand, devices that are FDA approved. One for autism, one for depression, one for non-union bone fractures uh, and, and back uh, fusing, um, one for incontinence in women. And as I said, depression and anxiety. There is one that has just recently been approved over the last few years uh, for glioblastoma brain tumors. That is a PMF device. It's a little net that they wear over their head. So there are specific devices. So PEMF is, PEMF devices are approved by the FDA. Now, <clears throat> again, it has to be to the specific device that's being tested. And uh, that means they need to be safety tested. They need to be uh, engineered in a certain fashion. They need to be manufactured in a, certain, in a certain fashion. And then you go to the FDA and you register your devices to show that you have devices. You have your factories that are cleared to uh, manufacture to FDA standards. And then you go and either do brand new studies, uh, that you have new studies done to support a particular usage uh, of the device, or you can file and, and if your device is very similar to another device that is already on the market and already approved, you can substantiate that you're very similar to that device, i.e. predicate, a predicate device, then you can be approved for special uses as a predicate device. Uh, as a rule, most companies in our industry have not really pursued this. Uh, we do, we are pursuing safety testing all of our devices. We are pursuing and almost have completed uh, the ISO 13458, whatever it is, uh, for manufacturing standards and not even manufacturing, just how we handle things as we move them in and out of our inventory and warehouse from our manufacturers. You want to have these designations. So our manufacturers are all working to do that. And that's that's a very important part of what we're trying to do. We want our manu we want our not manufacturers, we want our clients, our practitioners to know that what they're receiving is safety tested, manufactured properly, uh, going to be serviced as will and as well as it can be. And we've had issues like that with a couple of our manufacturers, just like everybody else has. You go through learning curves, you change a design on a device and it takes a while to get it right. And you have more incidences of, of issues. And, and we hate that, but uh, we pride ourselves in standing right up and, and uh, making sure that you have devices that you've ordered and you, and you get devices taken care of and they're repaired if they need to be repaired and, and go forward. So, that's the situation as uh, we approach that. But to answer the question, the modality is approved in certain circumstances by the FDA. So you can certainly talk with someone and talk about the efficacy of these devices, that there are companies that, <clears throat> that are out. Oh, there, there's a device for incontinence. I may have said that, but 
there is a device approved for the FDA uh, for incontinence in women, and and uh, and they work very well. And so uh, you, you you don't have to an ask, answer that question in a negative fashion. Are our devices, are all of our, our our devices FDA approved? They are. The FDA knows that we are manufacturing our devices. The FDA, know, FDA knows that our various manufacturers are working to be, are, and in many cases are already uh, what's called good manufacturing practices, assembling in that fashion and registering devices uh, with FDA and then moving into the approval area uh, for the various devices. Um, in the PMF world, that's not a been a, a big deal uh, over the years. But as we have more and more machines into the marketplace, <clears throat> more people utilizing, more people understanding what they can gain and uh, uh, achieve by using this modality, uh, the FDA is kind of taking notice. And so we have to be very careful in uh, what we say. Uh, the, the devices are considered to be class one off-the-shelf devices. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a little allergies going on here. I took a walk the other day and got all the weed in the world. You know, you know weed, you know, like uh, allergy weed, not the other kind. I'm not talking about that, please. <laughs> I'm in trouble. No, and, and but uh, so we want to make sure that that uh, that's what that's what's taking place. But to answer your question, the modality is approved by the FDA for specific devices. And that really brings credibility to what you're talking about. When somebody, you know, so years ago, when I first started, there were maybe one or two devices approved by the FDA. And so people would say, well, how come it's not recognized? Well, it just takes time. It takes time for people to adopt it, for people to understand how they're using it, for doctors to embrace it. I mean, my gosh, in the beginning, I couldn't get a doctor to talk about it hardly, or a veterinarian to talk about it. Those days are changing and a lot of things going on today that we'll be talking about here shortly uh, with some studies that we're working on <clears throat> to better stabilize our particular brand and our devices as being safety tested in specific studies to allow us to move into those into those areas of endeavor. So I hope that answers that question. Let's see if there's uh, anything else going on. Uh, Tony's here. Oh, I can't hear you. Hopping back in. I think I found a way to play that video. If you want to, okay. you want to jump sure. to it. Sure. Let's do it. All right. Give me just one second. I explain here. it to everybody. This is the young lady who works for keep who also has horses and found the article that they published in their magazine. And uh, it's quite interesting. And uh, let's see if Tony can bring that up for us. All right. Let's see here. Just a second. Oh no. Technical difficulties. Let's see. Technical difficulty. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. No. Well, it doesn't look like it wants to work, Pat. I thought I had it nailed. I apologize for that. Okay. Uh, That's okay. We'll keep working on it. All right, buddy. Not a problem. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see. Um, hi there. I have two questions. First, can some... Can someone that had a concussion in March use the brain tap? All can, and also, can a boy 17 that is very mildly autistic that has seizures use the brain tap? Thanks. Well, that's a question that we probably need to in, in two parts. The concussion, they most certainly, and it's it's been a while since they've had the concussion. Uh, I do believe that Dr. Porter has concussion protocols 
uh, with the brain tap. The seizures, the mildly autistic with the seizures, you know, the brain tap, have, it has blinking lights or it has LED lights over your eyes that, that blink as the, as the context is, is being delivered or as the copy is being delivered. So that probably needs to be addressed because uh, I know at our soccer stadium, we have a tremendous light system and they had some issues with people that had seizures because the way the lights would blink and flash when we had goals. Now they remind people, if you've got these type of issues and we score a goal, look the other way. <coughs> So the lights don't impact uh, your feeling or the potential uh, potentiality of seizures. But we will, Emily, if you'll make a note of that, and uh, we'll, we'll reach out to Dr. Porter and get his input on that and bring it back uh, to the group through the uh, Certified Practitioner page or through this program uh, next week. Uh, I would certainly, you could certainly look at uh, uh, the well-being and making them feel better uh, Dr. Larry Lyons was doing some work with us at the University of, of Colorado on concussions, and uh, they were seeing some very favorable uh, results. We're working now with some doctors in New York, uh, a psychiatrist as well as a radiologist um, who can use visualization of what we're doing with the devices, and we're going to do some work in the area of depression and uh, some preclinical uh, work. So that's kind of going on there. So to certainly talk about the concussion uh, aspect, uh, I know that a lot of folks that, that suffer with seizures have not had serious issues or had any issues uh, with the MagnaWave to uh, aid their well-being. Okay, um, let's see. Let's talk. Uh, Leilani asked the question, let's just discuss renting out our machine or utilizing an MW rental pricing, et cetera, since we are waiting for our machines. Good point there, Leilani. Uh, not clear about how we would uh, approach that. We do have machines that are available for rent if you want machines. If you've ordered a machine, we are putting machines in folks' hands, uh, a different machine until the machine they ordered is available. So <clears throat> we do need to... Uh, uh, do need to approach that. Let me think about that, Leilani, how we can approach that here in a moment. Um, question is asked, have you seen results when a dog has arthritis on his spine? Most certainly. Arthritis is a buildup of calcium that uh, interferes with the nerves uh, on the spine. And what we want to do is get the inflammation out of the area. We're not going to break up the calcium buildup. So you have an issue <clears throat> that as you treat, it's going to want to come back. The thing about it is if you can once get most of the inflammation out of the nerve, it's very slow to return. It takes longer for a nerve, except for a catastrophic accident, a tear or something like that, to become inflamed, to become irritated enough that it becomes debilitating and a problem. So treating the spine on a dog would be very beneficial and would certainly help make it be more comfortable uh, with the effects of um, the arthritis and, and, and how it might feel uh, on the animal. So I would certainly uh, have, a, have a look at that. Uh, would PMF therapy benefit severe adhesions and help release the myofascial tissues, myofascial tissues? Most certainly. Uh, tissues become inflamed. They become taut when they become inflamed, much like you, uh, dormant blood cells stack up in the body and that causes inflammation and, and buildup. And so certainly to uh, uh, help with the adhesions and help the, the myofascial release would be just treat the area, treat the whole body. It's always beneficial quite often to treat 
the whole body of the animal and then treat the specific areas. Quite often, if you just treat the specific area and not the whole animal, you, you're not necessarily getting everything to the area. As I used to talk about when I would treat the full body of a horse, I didn't always treat their knees and ankles and feet if they were not a problem. If they're not having any problem in their knees, ankles, and feet, we would treat the upper body. Where's that good blood flow, that good oxygenated blood go? To the legs, to the knees, to the hocks, to the, you know, the, uh, knees, feet, and so forth of the animal and helps them. So that can help uh, abate anything that might be coming it just by treating the full the full animal. If you want to treat the whole horse and then run down each leg independently, that's great. And uh, there are people that do that all the time with regularity. But I, when I was treating regularly, it wasn't always done that way. If they were having an issue, I would treat the full body. Then I would come treat the knee or I would treat the ankle or I would treat the hoof independently where they were having an issue. You know, we'd look for heat. They'd say this, the left hoof is hot, the right hoof is normal. So we treat the left hoof, try to get some circulation out of there, all while knowing that the good blood circulation and good oxygenated blood from the whole body treatment is going to move to that leg and that foot. But we just wanted to support it a little bit more. Great question, though, uh, at that point. Um, Trinity writes from Michigan. Hello, Wendy's with us. Uh, LOL, she writes. Uh, Beamer uses this against MagnaWave aggressively, saying that the info we provide is not real because, let's see, where'd it go? Real because the approval data isn't specific to our devices. Well, I think if you look at, if you go and, and evaluate, and have a, a look at the MagnaWave website, we have a lot of anecdotal evidence, certainly. We are working to, as I've said, to uh, provide some studies to support. <clears throat> but we don't make claims on our specific uh, MagnaWave site. We try to stay away from that. We use, uh, uh, we do know that what PubMed has done, what studies have been done over the years, as many people utilize this information to substantiate or to benefit the PEMF as a beneficial tool. Now, what they talk about, uh, it's unfortunate that people have these discussions and all they can do is uh, push uh, dirt or whatever uh, or make uh, accusations about somebody, what they're trying, trying to say. We talk about being a wellness device and, and aiding the blood flow and, and the blood oxygenation. There are devices and, and the Beamer device or other devices that are low power devices that are registered with the FDA and they have gone down some of those roads, but they're listed as mechanical stimulators or muscle stimulation devices for them to go in at specific terms or for sp specific diseases. They don't have that uh, capability either. So uh, everybody's there. Now the Beamer devices are registered with the FDA. They are low power devices. They do work. I would not take anything away from the Beamer family. It's just that they're slower <clears throat> and we want a more uh, quicker result. And that's what we're kind of about is to be able to supply the energy necessary to help the healing process as rapidly as possible, as complete as possible. So we, we, we that's how we approach it. Uh, the, the more less powerful devices treat longer periods of time, treat more often. Doesn't say it doesn't work. It just takes sometimes longer. And so 
and, and we're working very hard to have data available. Uh, and, and we'll look and see the, they do have doctors that are talking with us that are, all, are talk, discussed on the MagnaWay website as we move uh, on as well. Okay. Uh, let's see. Lisa Marie talks. I got to check out Vivify yesterday. It's beautiful. I also stopped by the office and everyone was so wonderful. I love this company. Thank you all so much. Well, that's very nice, Lisa. Thank you. Glad you got to go to Vivify. Uh, fun. The Vivify project is uh, turned into a lot of fun and a lot of services being offered there. And that's, it's interesting how things will, will go. <clears throat> let's see. Use of PEMF for MS, multiple sclerosis. Husband has lesions. Doctor said to avoid the head, but would like to help with this inflammation. There is, as he gets great relief, using it on the rest of the body. Also, I'm working with a client who has been waiting for her soul pro for MS and would like to have more info for her as I'm working with MS clients <clears throat> of various degrees. If your doctor's working with you and he's directing you, and what to do and telling you where to do it and where not to do it and want and you want to provide some comfort uh, for your husband and your other clients that it, it's certainly shown uh, to be able to do that, to provide some comfort, to provide help uh, arrest the inflammation that's there. So always go at the direction of your of your doctor, no matter what you're doing. If you have a machine that you're using on your animals and you want to experiment with your with your loved ones or your family, uh, you know, you, you're free to do that, but you just need to, as I always recommend, is make sure you clear things with your doc. There is inflammation and the device can help relieve the inflammation and that can make the person more comfortable. And that's what it's all about. If you're more comfortable, you feel better, you're not depressed, da 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 da, -da. That's a good way of approaching that. All right. I have a couple of men requesting sessions for ED. What is the recommended placement for the loop? Also, someone asked me about treating lymphedema. Uh, would it be helpful? Well, again, you need to discuss any of those types of situations with the client's doctor. If the doctor wants to say, hey, well, let's use this or you can do that. And as long as they understand what is going on, then you can kind of walk down that street. Uh, with regard to the, to the ED, uh, it, there are some devices on the market that the urologists are using. And basically they are pulsing type of devices. Some of them are more electrical than others. <coughs> But to simply uh, place the, the butterfly coil uh, on, the, on the groin area of the body or sit on it, if you will, or the paddle, uh, you could use the large loop. You're stimulating a much larger area of the buttocks and so forth. But so you want to be as concentrated. I would make it uh, as comfortable as possible, but I would also have it pulsing as high as possible that the client can still be comfortable. And then again, it will help with the uh, blood circulation and the blood movement in the area. Uh, and that's always important for the ED situation and, and uh, there are devices and, uh, and that's an area that some doctors have spoken with us about to pot potentially explore, but that would be the uh, situation uh, there. Um, are the Pulse Pro and the Julian basically the same machine? Yes, they are. They're very similar in what they're doing, just different case. At the beginning, all the manufacturer had was the Pulse Pro in the black case with the two lids. And that's what was there. They eventually moved to put the uh, uh, the Pulse Pro into a case uh, that the Julian is in. We along the way they changed controls to a to a pressure sensitive switch and uh, controlling, so you can be more specific in your settings and so forth. But uh, all said and done, the Julian and the Pulse Pro are very similar, just different casing. 
uh, different certainly capabilities. The uh, the Julian is uh, totally portable and can be moved around. Uh, but if a budget is certainly if budget is an issue and you don't mind that you're going to carry it, the uh, Pulse Pro uh, is fine uh, and will do a fine job for you. Um, hey, Lisa, how are you? Suggestions for treating an elderly person whose back was fractured several years ago and wasn't discovered by and wasn't discovered by multiple doctors. She is in physical therapy, but has constant back pain and is very frail. Uh, the, the biggest question when you're dealing with elderly folks is the sensation that they feel when first being treated. Uh, my recommendation would be if they finally discovered where the pain is in the back and, and um, it, it, if there's pain, there's inflammation. Uh, I'd use a, the mat or the large loop or even if they can specifically know where the area is, and I'd start on a very low setting. Again, you want to talk to the doctor in this case and explain to them uh, what's going on <clears throat> and to make sure that they're up with what you wanted want to do. But I'm going to treat very low uh, so they are comfortable, as, as, and the result can be there. Because even at our lowest setting, we're 10 to 15 times stronger than any of the low power uh, low voltage devices that are on the market that would take hours of treatment to get some results. So very low, 10 minutes. And then as you do this daily, if you can, for a while, I always say 10, seven to 10 days, and then maybe every other day, and then get down to once a week or whatever the situation be until you're happy with the situation. And maybe you do or don't have to continue, but low, slow, comfortable, low and slow, comfortable application, repeated application, rinse and repeat. And then as they become more comfortable, uh, you can begin to turn it up a little bit so they understand uh, what's going on. That's been a big challenge with new people uh, when they get on it and they feel the gut feeling in their guts or their organs. And then they also feel it on their back or their shoulder or something like that. And it can be a bit, uh, ooh, what is that? It can be a bit uh, unsettling. But once you become used to it, then you can it, produce more energy for the area, again, with doctor's uh, influence and thoughts. So <clears throat> that's my suggestion there. Um, uh, Alicia has an idea of a remote to be able to adjust the setting ever been pondered. It would be nice to be able to make adjustments without leaving the horse's body to do so. Uh, Alicia, that is something that has been discussed a lot. Uh, we have done some research in the area. We have per, we have developed some prototypes, particularly now since we have the new uh, switch, switching system, the, the push button uh, controls on the device, which are all electronic and digital. That kind of opens the door to be able to do some of that stuff. And uh, so certainly uh, we are researching that and uh, trying to build some demo type of situations so we know uh, what can work, but it's uh, you, there's a lot of regulatory issues <clears throat> around mobile control of, of devices. You have to have FCC approvals. You have to have uh, just all kinds of things that hoops that you need to go through. Now, a lot of folks don't go through those hoops and they just do something. They put it on the market, but that's not how we're choosing to operate. We want to make sure because someone's going to put this in a veterinarian's office or someone's going to go 
use this on, on some horses and somebody's going to ask those questions. Not that it's dangerous, but you just should go through and make notifications to the FCC and the FDA and the different folks involved so you know that you're uh, doing the right thing. So, <clears throat> Alicia, great question. Stay tuned <laughs> to that uh, to see what, uh, what can happen there. And we're working closely with our manufacturing engineers to... Uh, um, to, to handle that. Um, let's see. I have had the soul six months and love it, but now at times the light flickers weakly when the machine is turned on and may shine brightly and work fine or does not come on at all. Okay. You want to make sure, and we've talked about this in the past, you want to take your machines and, and use a pressure, uh, air pressure blower. I would recommend real air, not, <clears throat> not canned or frozen air, <clears throat> excuse me, but I would use like they use at a tire shop or a mechanic shop. You could even use a vacuum cleaner if you want to reverse the airflow. But make sure to blow around all of your switches, your on and off control. Now, if you if you have a, uh, have a sole, so it's got dials, uh, you want to make sure that you around the control dial, the on and off dial where the machine plugs in, the male and female aspects of the plug can become dirty and don't make and will not make good connection. You want to blow in and around your fan so there's any dust that's accumulating on any part on the inside of that device that could hinder uh, motion would be the first thing to do. I've had people call me. Uh, they've had their machines for years and years and they call and say, oh, all of a sudden it's, it's not working right. First thing we check is the power cord. You might check that to make sure there's not a short in your power cord. <clears throat> Second thing is to blow the machines out. Oh yeah, I clean the machine regularly. And then all of a sudden I say, go blow it out. Take it to the tire store, get their airbrush, their air blower to the, uh, somebody that's got one and blow it out very well, and, and do all the crannies, all the nicks and crannies around the on and off switch, around every other switch, around the edge of the machine, in through the fan, and, and blow it out. You might dislodge a piece of dust that's sitting there making a help making a connection be bad. If that doesn't solve it, call Lee, customer service, Lee or Briley. We certainly want to uh, uh, make sure that everything works for you and you get what you want <clears throat> in that type of situation. Check that out. And let's see. Um, all areas blown out, uh, checked fuses sound familiar, just give it a shot. If it doesn't work, we'll certainly work with you to make sure that it is, uh, taken care of. Um, I do blow it out with air compressor, but it's kept pristine. I, I understand. And it, it just, you just never know. You can turn it on today and suck a piece of dust in there that gets over on that switch and can slow things down. But we certainly want to, uh, to work with you on that. Um, okay. Let's see if there's any other questions out there. Let me check my phone line. Quiet today on the phone line. So that's that's the way it goes. Text your name, 502-414-3436. I'll call you back. We can have a conversation <coughs> about whatever it is that you would like to, uh, to talk about. Let's see if I had any other questions on my sheet here. Um, I have someone that broke their foot and had get pins in it. They're still in a hard cast, but wondering if it's okay to MagnaWave. MagnaWave will pass straight through a cast. Uh, it's going to be a little resistance to it, but you could sort of put it on a, a hard cast to help the inflammation at the site where they put the pins. <clears throat> As we've discussed many, many times, 
If you've got an animal that has pins in its knee or ankles or whatever, and the same would hold true for most other clients, uh, they typically do not cause an issue. The, the machines are not going to cause things to come loose. Uh, they, but the, there is inflammation. There is new material that needs to grow around pins in order to be strong and so forth. So certainly if they're in the cast and the bleeding is controlled, you can, uh, I would recommend that you begin treating. Okay. Um, my personal heart, this is from Marlo, was just diagnosed with a tear in the meniscus and collateral ligament in the stifle along with other soft tissue damage. They were saying surgery is not an option and to euthanize. I would love for him to give them an attempt to heal and see what happens. He's a big part of our family, rideable or not. Thanks, thoughts, input. Do you have the LZR yet? But I don't have the LZR yet, but I wish I did. Uh, certainly, um, your pain management is gonna be important. Don't know how bad the tissue damage is. I mean, just from your description, <clears throat> if it's a complete tear and the doctor doesn't feel it could be healed, uh, then you're talking about comfort. Now, to, to be, I did that to my left knee almost four and a half weeks ago now, and it's getting in the healing time when I've done it before has been as long as three to six months. I would say that four and a half weeks after my injury and I had it ultrasounded by Dr. Bard in New York, no tears, but pretty good stress and uh, inflammation on the interior part of my knee. Um, my biggest problem now is sleeping because, you, you know, you sleep and you put your, <clears throat> you'll roll over on your side. And so your, your leg kind of gets a little bent as it lays in the bed or you roll over the other way. I'm totally comfortable. No pain when I lay on my black back and lay flat. When I go to my side, there is some pressure and angle that's on it. I'll use a pillow to try to make that better. But the best thing I can do is to sleep on my back. And I, and I, but I don't. I'll move around. And, and so what I make sure that I do, because it will bother me through the night and I'll have to lay on my back. I always make sure that I'll take the last hour if, I, if I'm awakened and the last hour or so of my sleep and make sure uh, that I'm flat on my back because then I get up and there's no problem. Once it gets to bothering me through the day, maybe when I'm sitting at my desk, when I'm sitting just as I, you know, we are right now, and my leg is bent, if I can keep it stretched, then I have no issue. But it, it's when it tries to come back that I get some pain. And again, I'm on an 8 out of 10 uh, as far as comfort at this point. And <clears throat> it's improving really every day. And I'm about four and a half weeks in, not three months. And so with your with your horse here, you know, uh, if, if if the horse is able to manipulate and move at all to try it for a week or two, as long as the animal is comfortable and and in your doctors working with you in that regard, you all may be pleasantly surprised what could happen with the pain relief, the inflammation reduction, and the potentiality for healing. And as you've said, if you could get it to where the animal can be a companion for you and maybe not even do what it used to do, you'd be the winner in that case if it's okay and it's not causing the animal problems. You don't want to have the animal in pain. We all understand that, and, and you know, but a lot of times it's very easy to say, oh, no, let's, let's just, let's not do that. That tumor on that dog's neck's too big. We're going to have to take, a, you know, take half the neck off, and you treat it, and all of a sudden the tumor's the size of a quarter, and the doctor can get after it. So <clears throat> that's the thought, to give it a shot, 
you could certainly treat it with the LZR in addition to the uh, PEMF MagnaWave uh, as you have it, but I would certainly go on. I would treat very mildly initially because you do you don't want to move that tissue too much, but to treat it uh, mildly would be good. The other thing uh, that you do, let me see where um, do, do, do. Uh, okay, uh, in the stifle. The other thing that, that I would recommend that you do in that type of situation, if you use the large loop or even the wings, if you use the wings and you go over that area, you'll be able to, in some cases, turn them a little higher to put more energy into the area more comfortably. And, and that would be a key. When I did my knee, I treated for a few weeks, one or two uh, I have a soul pro here at the house and I would treat it on one or two or three, very low, but I'd feel it certainly because of the inflammation and the pain that was there and it, it worked. And then I would begin to turn it up a few times. I would go over a 10 minute cycle. I would do five minutes at three or four. I do two minutes at six or eight. I do one minute at 10. Uh, never got to where I was at 20. Now, when I take the large loop and place it over my knee, I can turn it all the way up to 20 and and I and I feel it in the area, but I'm not popping the area itself hard, but I'm putting a lot of energy into my whole knee. And I've seen a good result from that as well. Again, four and a half weeks into what could very easily be a three to four month or longer recovery. And I'm an eight out of 10. So I, I'm aggressive with it. I do it every morning, sometimes twice a day. If I get to doing things through the day and it starts to bother me a little bit because I'm flexing it the wrong way, I'll treat it again. Same thing with this animal. Start low, do it twice a day, uh, and, and then or use a larger loop and go a little higher. So you can and you can even take that uh, that those wings and you can double it down to where it's a good size wing, but yet put it right over the stifle area and you're not going to pound it real hard as you turn it up a little bit. The other thing you can do is you could take the large loop, turn the machine up to depending on which machine you have to put it up to eight or 10. If it's a 10 setting device, put it up there and hold it an inch or two off of the stifle. So you're not putting direct pushing into the stifle itself and being that way, that off of it by an inch or two, you're cutting your delivery by easily 50%. So you're able to put a lot of energy in there very comfortably. And, and that's the key. So there are some options. No matter what you do, I'd go low and slow at the beginning, uh, six to eight minutes, twice a day, and just stay on it and, and go for it for a couple of weeks and let us know how things are going. Hopefully you, 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 we'll all be pleasantly surprised at how things can work out. You might be able to, to uh, uh, keep your animal uh, going uh, the way you want it to. So that's always, uh, always a thought. So let me check my phones again. Um, nope, nothing on, oh, hey, here we go. Uh, oh boy. Young horse coming five thoughts on let's give uh, Tanya a call here. Hi. Hey, Tanya. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pat Zemer here. Yes, I'm watching you. Uh-oh. <laughs> so tell me what's going on. 
Um, I have a um, client who I've been treating her other horses, but she has a younger horse that she acquired about a year and a half ago, coming three, very green, so he's not been, you know, ridden hard. Um, and just this past year, he they can't quite put a finger on what's going on. Um, I saw him on Sunday as I was doing a couple other of her other horses, and you can definitely tell there's something going on. My assessment, not a vet, not a vet tech, just a lot of equine knowledge. Um, he's really stiff in his neck, shoulders, wants to carry his head to the left when he trots to the right. Um, vets can't seem to put a finger on what's going on. They did throw wobblers out there. Um, she's had a chiropractor. She's had um, a body work done on him. And nobody can come up with anything. He's not dead lame. He just carries a little funny. You, um, you know, uh, certainly uh, the wobbler, it's a, it's a spinal problem, uh, yeah. typically. And where it's coming from is where it's being referred from is sometimes the issue. Now, again, I'm not a veterinarian. I just know that it's an issue with the spine. That, right. that causes the issue. You're telling me it's more in the neck and the uh, uh, shoulder area as it's, as it's transferred through the withers, perhaps. I would treat the entire top line. Uh, right. And, and, and sometimes, I, you know, it, again, if it's there, uh, one or two treatments may not do it. I mean, if it's a serious situation, whether it's an injury uh, that caused it or a defect that caused it or, you know, just all that kind of stuff. Sometimes you do chiropractic and, and you're doing it, but are you doing it, you know, finding it in, in the right space, what's influencing uh, what's going on. And so to treat the, <clears throat> treat the entire uh, neck from the crown uh, or the pole down to the withers along, along the top line consistently may provide quite often you not know how long it's been there. Uh, so again, a couple of treatments may not do it at all. It may not make any difference. Kind of like we experienced with uh, horses um, with EPM. We'd come back and we'd treat them once and the horse would be worse the next day. And we learned that we needed to treat those horses continually for a number of days and sometimes weeks to get them to where they are responding the way you want them to certainly not the situation that we wanted to be doing. We wanted to have them get well quickly and, but that's not always the case. So uh, the situation to, to uh, treat the spine uh, and uh, again, I'd go moderate. And uh, if you have specific areas, it sounds like if it's kind of carrying itself in, in one fashion, but you don't know that that's not being referred to another area that's causing the, the gate to change. You know what I mean? I mean, it may, it, it may be all up in the neck and that may be where it is, but it could be in the sacral area that you got spinal issues and you want to be able to deal with that. And then that just refers, you know, they'll refer diagonally quite often left, you know, from the shoulder to the hip and, and go in that situation. So you need to do everything. I've told the story a number of times that this racehorse that couldn't do anything and we found it way down, uh, down its uh, glutes and a, a Charlie horse that it was happening and nobody could find it. And all of a sudden we found it, started treating that and that made a difference. Now, wobbler, wobbler is not that, but to find some referral areas because they can, you know, they, they don't know. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've treated a horse and it goes down the shed row 
looking just like it did at the beginning, gets down to the shed row, turns around and comes back and realizes, I feel pretty good. And they come back very smoothly. They come back very comfortably. So that's got to happen from the uh, comfort standpoint as as you go forward with those uh, with those situations. I would hope that helps, but that's but that'd be my recommendation. Okay, that's great. That's kind of the role I was going. I'm a true believer in treating the top line, and everybody thinks that you know it's right here, and you know it's my hawk, and I'm always like, yes, but the hawk have domino effects to other things. So let's treat more than just the hawk. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, and, and you have to get a believer, you know, Some, and I, I love my PMF. Actually, we, I ended up purchasing it because we had a horse that had a minor issue and found a local girl who was wonderful with her machine. Um, and then we acquired another horse that really didn't have issues. But I'm like, now it's worth investing in. I'm lucky enough. I'm in the state of New Jersey, close to a, nice um, show facility. So I just pop up there and be able to treat in the barn. Um, you have believers, you have, you know, questioner people who doubt you, but I'm like, you know, talk to me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I hope that helps. And, and uh, thanks for reaching out. Okay. Take care. Thank uh, you. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks, uh, Tana. G uh, great question. And we appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Let me make sure here and see if there's anything at the bottom of the list. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, thanks for the tip on this. Stifles. My trainer's horse gets very sore and kicks out when he is stifles are touched. Yep. Just treat him. Make it uh, feel better. Um, one sits there loosely. I asked Lee if I could buy a new fuse holder tray. We'll take care of you. Hey, look, talk with Lee and uh, we'll get that worked out. Not a problem. Um, there we go. Uh, we're about out of time. Had some great questions today. We certainly, I certainly appreciate that. It's always fun uh, uh, being with you and uh, learning uh, with you as we move forward to try to continue to uh, provide the best uh, products and services uh, that we can. And you'll know that that is our number one goal and we will most certainly do that. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, go all the way with MagnaWave. Wave on to better health. Have a great day. We love you guys. See you later. Bye-bye.